GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The GBC News editor, Christine Vasquez, is here. Christine, no boots on the ground. Yes, that was the assurance that the Chief Minister gave us yesterday. Of course, it follows uh, a weekend of different reports following the Rab report on Friday. The Foreign Secretary at the time, Dominic Rab, had um, lost a plot, basically, with a senior negotiator, with a senior official, and had actually moved him after and that was during the negotiations for the New Year's Eve agreement. And that was something that Fabian Picardo was keen to point out that this refers to the New Year's Eve agreement. It has no relevance, he said, to the current negotiations. One of the things that we found surprising in the newsroom was um interesting, not perhaps not surprising, interesting that he had supported Hugh Elliott, uh, that's uh, the British ambassador in Madrid even after the reports were that he had backed boots on ground. So the chief minister told us yesterday that he wouldn't have done this randomly. It's not something that he would have done on the spur of the moment. This is something he said, if I do it, if I defend a negotiator, it's because I am 100% convinced that he has not said anything to that effect. And he said, look, the foreign office, the foreign minister flies from one place to the other, has a lot of agendas. I am here at these negotiations. They are crucial for me. And I have been following every step of the way. And so he was very categorical, both that boots on ground were not going to happen and we were not going to have boots on ground and that that was not something that the ambassador had suggested. The word permanent is the one that's been used uh, by Rob, by the report. So that that's, I think, where the word permanent comes for, from. We know that the temporary solution is, I, I mean, it has been so far. Frontex. Frontex. So it's a four-year temporary solution is Frontex. On that mistrust, and I can just tell you what the chief minister told me. So uh, because one of the points raised in the in the interview yesterday was that we wouldn't have known any of this if it hadn't been for the Rob report, and it's something that happened three years ago now. So there have been fears. The public has been fearful that it was not said at the time, and if that wasn't said, where you get rid of a chief negotiator, then what else hasn't been said? With what else have been have we been kept in the dark? Mr. Picardo said it was never a question of a chief negotiator having been moved. He explained that Hugh Elliott's role was that of ambassador in Madrid when they needed to do things in Madrid, but the negotiations were being carried out... uh, Led by Lindsay Appleby. That's right, in Whitehall, uh, with Gibraltar, with Spain. So he he said these negotiations had at no stage been rocked by anybody's withdrawal. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. For the next few minutes, we're going to talk uh, uh, to Kellyanne Borge, uh, Gibraltar Today's producer. Uh, And uh, Kelly, you're here to talk to us about the Young Enterprise Scheme and also first about women in politics. Yes, and it has been a a hot 
topic, hasn't it, over the last week or so, the issue of gender equality in politics. You had, of course, some members from the CPA, the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, discussing just that so on the show last week. It's a challenge across the world. Exactly. Well, we have learned today that two women have been co-opted onto the GSD executive. So we have a former vice-chancellor of the university, Daniela Tilbury, and compliance officer, Abigail Gomez. Just a little bit about them. Uh, Professor Tilbury, she was Gibraltar's Commissioner for Sustainable Development and Future Generations. She's also an international policy advisor to the UN and EU, and she had this to say to us. I've always stood up for what I felt was right, and, and I feel Gibraltar needs change now. I would like to live in a place where it is safe to express one's opinion, where people are listened to, a place where people can actively shape government practice and where ministries work together in a connected way for the better of all and not just a handful of people. I want a better future for for my daughter. I want a better future for our community. and, And that is why I have put my name forward for the GSD exec. My focus is not on just addressing what is going wrong, but also on working with others to show how things can be done differently. I think politics can be positive, it can be exciting. And I would like to be part of a new style of politics that excites and involves people, that recognises the need to preserve the best of our community, enhance it, but also create new opportunities So that was Professor Daniela Tilbury and the second name to be added to the GSC Executive Committee is Abigail Gomez. She's a compliance officer for a local financial services provider and she's also spent some time volunteering with a charity which supports children with disabilities and special needs. The issues that motivate me at this current time would be, you know, that my children are my motivation. Um, If I can secure their future and and that of other children on the rock, then I'd be happy. But when I say secure their future, I mean that of housing, future employment opportunities and their health. So that would be a win for me. At this current point in time, under this administration, I don't feel that today's children will be adequately housed and are not thought about in the long-term plans when it comes to their birthright to remain here. As very few know that I'm currently expecting in September this year, So a little mascot to the GSD campaign will be expected to arrive. Um, However, should I be approached and welcome to join the slate, then I am more than happy to accept the pressures that come along with being a new mother and a new minister, whilst removing barriers that face women in politics around the world. Um, I feel that we're more than capable to be mothers and ministers and present the Houses of Parliament as well as in the home. So that was Abigail Gomez and we previously heard from Daniela Tilbury. They will both now be joining the currently 28-strong party executive committee and the GSE leader, Keith Asabaradi, he has welcomed them, saying they'll be a great addition to a team which he says will be presented at the next election. Quite brave to do that while pregnant. Oh, very brave. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Were you in casemates at the weekend? Did you see the fire and rescue services display? It was impressive. Dwayne Trinidad is leading firefighter. Fire safety is about life safety, not about property. So if you're in doubt, get out. Right. If you're going to use it, uh, one really important thing to bear in mind is always keep your back to the exit. And I was mentioning this at the on, on Saturday at the event. Um, if you keep the back to the exit, you try and extinguish a fire. And, you know, you fail for whatever reason. If I gets bigger, then all you need to do is drop your extinguisher, turn around and you walk out. Whereas if your back's not to the exit, if your front is to the exit and that fire, you know, gets larger, then how are you going to navigate your way mm. past that fire? So, so, you know, you're endangering yourself. Um, so that's that part of it. 
And then the other part of it is um, we, we have a mnemonic we use when using an extinguisher, uh, and the word is pass, and every letter stands for something. Okay. Um, so just remember, P, P is to pull the pin, A is to aim, S is to, S is to squeeze the, uh, the levers, and S is to sweep if necessary from side to side to make sure you cover okay. the whole of the fire. Pass, then. Pass. That's it. Pin... Uh, what's the well, second well, one? No. Come on, think about it. Think okay. about it. Pin, it, aim, a, there you go. Squeeze, that's it. Spread, yeah. Pass, swing, sweep, spread. Oh, okay, yeah, well, sure. yeah, it's exactly spread the, same the thing. spread. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and you mentioned, Dwayne, you mentioned um, recruitment. Um, uh, my five-year-old is a little bit too young still, but but you are in the process of training up potential new firefighters. Yeah, well, we, we had a vacancy recently in the department, um, and about two weeks ago we, we carried out a selection process, uh, and that lasted two days, and it was quite, it was quite intensive. Um, that, that's been completed now. Uh, we're, I believe the interviews have already uh, uh, been completed. We had, so we had 51 applicants, uh, 22 went through to the interview stage, so we're looking at about 44% pass rate. Okay. Now, uh, we were talking about women in politics earlier. <laughs> women in firefighting is <laughs> also one of those that always comes up. How many applicants? So this is a yeah this this is a really really popular question and uh, and people tend to think that the fire service is like the last bastion of masculinity in Gibraltar and that's really not the case. Um, so we had two applicants out of fifty one. You're looking at a four percent, uh, sure. percentage about four percent. Um, they weren't successful uh, on 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 what we've already mentioned on on the, uh, the, the physical side of it. Um, but there's, you know there's nothing stopping them from applying again. And going onto our website, seeing what it is exactly that needs to be done, and and training for that specifically. Now the the tests are completely objective. You know, there's nothing subjective about this. G- give Where, give us a, a flavour. What do they need to do physically? So there's a mile and a half run, uh, and needs to be done in ten and a half minutes. Now before, um, I, up until about a year ago, uh, adult males would have ten and a half minutes to complete this this running. Uh, females would have had say eleven minutes. Older males would have had 11 minutes as well, so there, there was a, a bit of a disparity in, in, the, in the standards. Whereas now it's all standardised and everyone has to achieve the same time frame, which, which kind of makes sense. Um, so there's that, and then there's also tasks which are more representative of what we would do in the fire service. So um, there's a casualty drag. Uh, you have to carry equipment from A to B within a certain time frame. Um, there's ladder hoisting, so you, know, you have to hoist the ladder up as well. So that there's all these tasks... They're physical, but they're all representative of what we would have to do, as opposed to doing press-ups and sit-ups, which is one of the things we used to do in the past. And we're mimicking the UK in this. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Let me welcome to the studio face and body painters Clemency Bedford and Helen Ayer. You have about six hours, I think it was seven hours, including breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, to produce a full body wow, image. That's how long it takes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm not surprised if you look at how much detail there is, but but that that's a, takes a lot of patience. Yeah, and, and it, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. You know, it's a good idea sure. to take it gently and have enough breaks. Uh, it can be very hard on the models, especially with the weather you have over yeah. here. You say they're not naked, but I mean, that's the... the you, if you don't know... You, you might think that they're naked, and, and if somebody's naked, it, even if they are covered up in paint, it, it makes you feel a little bit absolutely, nervous. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's part of the fun of it. That's the bit I love, is the walkabout. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we, did, we did one down at the Las Iguanas and the casino as well last yeah, year. Yeah, we did. And it's the reaction from, from the people as the girls go by, and, and especially when there's a photographer, you know, people notice, um, and they're posing and doing their thing. And you can see people taking that second look and... You know that that that's the fun bit for me, and then they realise 
what's going on and more often than not then they want selfies or they want to <laughs> blow bubbles and yeah, dance with them <laughs> exactly it's it's just good fun and um yeah they they are i mean completely covered head to toe with with paint but also you know so it almost looks like they're clothed some of the models say they feel like they're clothed when they've got the paint on so it's it's not the same as being naked they do feel like they're clothed and all of a sudden they're doing a photo shoot and they know they're sparkling and they're brightly colored from head to it's foot. very impressive yeah for you sure. know and, uh, and and that's that again is very gratifying when someone tells you that they you've made them feel beautiful. You know who doesn't yeah. love that? The Gibraltar Face and Body Paint Association celebrating uh, their ten year anniversary, and they're going to be uh, holding an event tomorrow, and that is at the wine shop opposite the cathedral tomorrow evening. And the models and the artists will be very happy to talk to you. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.